de culebra aquí se trata. Reina, 55 years old. Coloradas. Esto no es un santo texto, ni le cuento de la manzana. In El Salvador, we had a civil war. My father was a soldier, and in my childhood, I was very protected. I had to walk with someone by my side because it was very dangerous. Young people were kidnapped, taken away to join either the guerrilla or the armed forces. It was a dreadful war that lasted 12 years. All the bridges that connected the west with the east of the country were blown up. As best he could, my father gave me an education. Back then, there were few degrees to choose from. The first one I chose was law. When I was in my first year of study, the guerrillas attacked the university. Fortunately, I managed to save myself, but then my father pulled me out of university. Because of the violence, we left the East and went to live in the capital, San Salvador. When things calmed down, I went back to the university and switched from studying law to studying psychology. Then the peace accords were signed. The war ended and the reconstruction of the cities began. After leaving the university, I got married and focused on raising my children. I did not go to work for a while, but later I started working as a teacher, and I did so for 15 years. I loved my profession very much. The war was over, but suddenly we became aware of the gang phenomenon. Deep down, I think they've always existed, but they just didn't make themselves known. We began to become aware of things in the schools, including primary schools. I did not see gangs as a criminal problem, but as an antisocial phenomenon, one of family degradation. Because of the war, many people migrated to the United States. Many parents died. The children were abandoned. I even went into communities as a voluntary social educator to help the youth that were left behind. I have always been a supporter of communitarianism, never of any political party. All previous governments, both ARENA and the FMLN, are connected to the gangs. There is reliable evidence of this wherever you look. That is why people voted for Nayib Bukele because he has nothing to do with either one of those parties. We managed to get these parties out of the presidency, but in El Salvador, we're still dealing with the aftermath of all of this, the aftermath of 20 years of government malpractice. I do not like politics. I just focused on my career. I was teaching secondary and high school students, kids aged 12 to 13 or 18 to 19. The government requires all schools to give a life orientation class. We were given a curricula, but I also included my own subjects. Because you are the one dealing with the students, you are also the one who knows their strengths and weaknesses. I opened my WhatsApp. I opened everything so that my students could communicate with me. But what I did not know is that among them were youths age 15 and older who were trying to do high school because their parents asked them to. The parents paid the school directors massive amounts of money so that the kids would study, whether they were tattooed or not. Now gang members no longer get tattoos, but when the gang phenomenon began in El Salvador, they were known for their tattoos and hand signs. I always ask my students why they got tattoos, why they had piercings, and why they were already parents by the age of 13. They said to me, old woman, what is wrong with you? I never kept quiet. I always insisted on morality, on social aspects, on education. I insisted on everything. People do not know what is happening in El Salvador, but we educators, we teachers know what is happening because we are the ones who are out there and the kids tell us things. I have had students who were children of judges and also happened to be gang members. I had a student whose father was a lawyer. The lawyer tried to bribe me after his son engaged in misconduct. I told him I do not accept bribes and that he should go see the director and sort it out with him. 
but that I was not going to lift the sanction that I had given the young man because he had hit another student in front of me in class. Because of that, the school director started to disapprove of me. They said to me, do not get involved in those things. What do you care? I said to them, I'm an educator. You cannot stop me from trying to fix things. That is why we are teachers. You are not the one who is going to deal with this generation. It is my children and my grandchildren who are going to have to deal with all of this evil and all of this bullshit. What is the matter with you? I am a social educator, and I think this is not going to change now or ever. I will always see to it that my kids study, that they learn, that they quit their vices, and that they leave this bullshit and live in an environment where they are not a burden on society or on the government. Because the government does not have to support bombs. That is what I have always told them. I have always been a woman with a strong character, but very wise, very charismatic. If you are a marera, if I can give you one piece of advice and you listen to me, I will take on your case and help you. If you are a marera and I give you advice and you push me away, I let you carry on. In the last few months of my classes, some gang members were starting to revolt. When I handed back their exams, some kids began to threaten me because they wanted me to give them a pass, even though they had not studied. Some of the parents even tried to bribe me, but I never accept bribes. When these youngsters started throwing their exam papers at me, I grabbed the exam papers and took them to the director. He laughed out loud and said, do not worry, teacher. Just give these sons of bitches a pass. That day, I cried with rage. How can he talk to me like that? Does he not realize that my life is in danger? And the director told me, your life is in danger if you do not do what they want. So I grabbed those sheets and I threw a zero on the page and put a plus two. Because in El Salvador, you cannot give anybody a zero. The minimum grade is two. In other words, I put a zero plus two so that they legally could not harass me. Actually, I was being sarcastic. When I gave them their grades, I told them, this is what you earned. If you want to improve your grade, you are going to have to read that book from this page to that page. When you have filled out another questionnaire, I'll improve your grade. That is my last word. And if you are going to kill me, just get on with it. That day, they did not say anything. They just sent someone to kill me. A kid came to me and said, teacher, go away. I cannot hurt someone who has done so much for me. Do not be a big mouth. I know what I'm talking about. They know where you live, and there are two guys watching your house. You need to get out of there or they will kill you, and the order has already been given. What's more, they are already keeping tabs on your children. When I got home, I saw it was true, because there were two young men in the neighborhood I'd never seen before. I was never afraid of my students, and that was one of the reasons that made me put my life at risk. I left the country because my children were in danger. That is how they got to me. That was the reason why I gave up my teaching profession. <laughs> this is vile crap. El Salvador is crap. It is garbage. You cannot work as a teacher because everyone is bought. In El Salvador, if some teachers are working right now, it is out of necessity. But they know that their days are counted because of the gang members. I feel very bad about leaving the school. But what could I do? I could not do anything. In fact, the school director blamed me for being victimized. He told me that I was very harsh with the young people, and I should not care what they did or did not do, that the government had to figure out what to do with them. 
I did not go to the police to report the threats because they are mixed up with the gangs. I would not dream of making a complaint because they're hypocrites who are mixed up with the gangs. They quickly go and tell them, look, that woman came to snitch on you. I also said to my children, do not even think of saying anything because you are going to get killed. I closed all my social networks, left my place, took my children out of there, and had to leave my father in a care home. Every day I send my father videos of Pedro Infante, Julio Jaramillo, and a lot of other artists that he loves, so that he does not feel like I have abandoned him. How can a human being's life just change like that overnight? Gee, I am really mad at El Salvador. I do not want to go back. I really do not want to go back. I do not want to go back to El Salvador. I am mad at El Salvador because this is allowed to happen. I lived through the whole war. I know what that means. So how can we not live in peace? Why can you not get ahead? Why can you not get old and see your grandchildren and your great-grandchildren? What is happening in El Salvador is unheard of. First, I thought about going to Costa Rica. I know the country. If you go and you apply for asylum, you get it. But in Costa Rica, there is no work. There is no way that you can get ahead economically. Guatemala and Honduras are no different. So I said, what do I do? Where do I go? I was desperately trying to figure out what to do, where to go. The moment I found out that Mexico was giving asylum to people who had received threats, I left immediately. I didn't think twice about it. We have faith in President Bukele. Right now, he is getting help from the United States to liberate gang-controlled territories with an armed contingent because in El Salvador, there is no freedom of movement. There are areas where gang members ask to see your DUI or your unique identity card. And if you are from a rival gang area, you get killed. I am never going to approve of a young man grabbing a gun and taking it out on society because of something that happened to him when he was 10 years old. You cannot blame society for something that your parents allowed to happen to you. Often the parents are really the ones to blame when young people turn out wrong. As a social educator, I would like parents to take more responsibility for their children, to dedicate more time to them. The young men must be given decent therapy so that they can be reinstated in society and be productive. El Salvador can still be cured if it gains awareness and educates parents. And we as educators educate young people. Out of the blue, with a good amount of money and a good education, our young people can change. And Salvadoran society will be able to recover. That is my hope. Las pastillas, balas y cuchillos, hasta pala para enterrar.